0: This is the Oanda Podcast.
1: This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing?
0: I'm well. It's been quite the week.
1: It has indeed loads to talk about. Let's start with the breaking news today. And of course, it's the first Friday of the month, and that could only mean one thing, it's non-farm payroll day. And hiring in the United States has remained strong in April, despite economic disruption from the war in Ukraine and the COVID shutdowns in China. Latest figures say that uh, employers added 428,000 jobs, which was more than expected, wasn't it?
0: Very much so. The April jobs report was Pretty impressive. Uh, another beat. Uh, the economy is still adding uh, a lot of jobs at a healthy clip. Um, and I think right now, um, traders are still concerned, though. I mean, you're, you're seeing uh, a strong jobs report not providing any relief to stocks. Um, I think a lot of traders were focused on wages. Um, you know, average hourly earnings did dip a little bit. That was a little bit of a surprise. Um, the prior month was revised higher. But overall, the economy still looking like it's on solid footing. The labor market is tight, uh, and that should justify what the Fed is is has said it's going to do, and that is continue to deliver rate hikes at a at a half point rate hike uh, pace, and um, that should um, start to eat at growth.
1: And those gains are likely to bolster the view at the central bank that the economy is well positioned as it starts to raise rates to try to curb inflation and looking back at the big story of the week that 50 basis points increase from the fed that of course was expected as well but it was the reaction of markets which was more interesting as far as i was concerned which uh, reacted very positively was that mainly due to the forward guidance coming from the fed
0: yes what was surprising was that um, fed chair powell um, he he decided to to remove, uh, the, the possibility of a 75 basis point rate increase at the, uh, next meeting, um, uh, for, for a lot of traders, uh, that, that, <laughs> that surprised everyone, um, that, that, you know, that's why we, we, we saw risk appetite roar. Um, there, there was, uh, there was no reason to do that um there there's a i, I think what we're, we're seeing is you know the, the fed seems pretty confident that inflation is peaking uh and i think the the fed believes that you're going to to see that um these next couple of inflation reports are going to show that um, you know pricing pressures are starting to ease further um but but uh, it, it seemed unnecessary, and and I think what what you know a lot of you know we, we saw everything reverse the next day, um, is because you're, you're 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 really focused on, um, you know well what is the the current direction with with inflation um what how is the rest of the world handling it and i, I think one of the the key takeaways is you know you, you have some countries like the uk that are um forecasting a recession um uh, next year and i think there's there's this fear that inflation is 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 uh, something that's going to persist a lot longer and i think the fed made a policy a miscommunication miscommunica- mistake here and and they really they did not need to remove that 75 basis point rate hike um potential out there and, and, and i think now you're you're, you're going to see um you know the the bond market is going to test the the, the fed here and uh th- this is this is something that um we're you know, we're seeing major moves here. Right? You know, real yields have turned positive. Um, there's, uh, there's probably um, it, it, this is this is a difficult environment for equities now, and and I think that's why we you've seen uh, you know big tech get pummeled over these last couple sessions. And I think what's really difficult um, for your 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 average investor is that you know a lot of your your go-to stocks um, you know it, it just um, it, it's hard to identify where, where, you know, what is an attractive valuation. And, and I, I think there's uh, this fear that, uh, you know, you know th- th- the market was so broadly convinced that we're going to finish much higher by the end of the year. But um, as Treasury yields continue to soar, um, you know, the, you know, the, the short term downward pressure um, uh, momentum up, um, it's still unclear how much further low we can go.
1: Let's talk about oil, though, now, Ed, and OPEC Plus has agreed to maintain its planned monthly oil output, and that at the same time as the EU proposed a ban on Russian oil. So it's a rather difficult picture at the moment as far as oil trading is concerned. Who knows what is yet to come?
0: Yeah, that's the big question there right now for the oil markets. But right now, it seems the the in the near term, I'm- most of the fundamentals are bullish and uh, it, it seems that tougher sanctions against Russia seem very likely um, you know at first it seemed that you were gonna have uh, Hungary use their veto power and, and now you know they're they're, they're tweaking uh, the, the strategy of that embargo on Russian oil and and it, it seems very likely that you're you're gonna get something passed um, fairly soon uh, so the so you know, the big shock of, of removing Russian oil. And and when you take a look at OPEC plus production, OPEC plus spare capacity, uh, you take a look at U S production, you take a look at how, you know, production has been steady despite recounts have been rising. um, uh, This oil market is going to remain tight. I think the, the only thing that's going to prevent oil from going up is demand destruction. And, and uh, you know, the, there is some potential for that. I think the the China situation there, you know, President Xi has has <laughs> um, reminded us um, just very recently that they're not abandoning that zero COVID policy, um, and um, their restrictive measures um, are not going to ease anytime soon. And it actually looks like they're they're broadening out. Uh, so um, there's, you know. There, there could be further, uh, short-term disruptions from China, but remember COVID, you know, th- these lockdowns, they're, they're not forever. They, they could be, um, maybe a few more weeks or so, but, um, I think there's still strong optimism that, um, you know, the, the demand outlook is not going to completely, uh, fall off a cliff here. So, um, oil market is still looking like the go-to trade. I think when you, when, and also when you combine it with, uh, a lot of institutional traders right now they're they're looking at a screen of red and you know if you take a look at what's green you know <laughs> it's oil uh, it's it's commodities it's it's gold it's uh, it's um, even silver a little bit um, and and uh, I think I think you're you're, you're probably gonna see that uh, you know the oil market still has the best fundamentals for um, in, when comparing a lot of the other commodities so that's probably why that trade is uh, gonna um, see um, more momentum if, if we continue to, to break out higher so uh, oil markets, Remain tight, and I think there's still strong optimism that, um, given OPEC Plus's uh, uh, stubbornness not to, you know, ramp up uh, production and only just ratify those um, standard increases of 432,000 barrels per day, uh, you know, this this market is is, is going to be uh, subject to some potential uh, severe shortages of oil uh, in, in the coming months.
1: Okay, I wanted to move on now Ed, to this recent crypto crash and cryptocurrency markets have indeed tanked over the last couple of days all major top tokens bleeding red and the global market cap fell over seven percent it's now reduced to a mere 1.67 trillion dollars according to the last figures i looked at but what was behind uh, these massive falls the bond market sell-off uh, that has been uh, kryptonite for for
0: for Bitcoin. Um, you know, Bitcoin it it's really been taking its cue from uh, the Nasdaq. Uh, when you take a look at year-to-date performances, Nasdaq's down 21 percent, uh, Bitcoin's down 22. Um, there there has been um, it's just kind of uh, for, for for the most part, Bitcoin has has really. Uh, you know, it, it's core fundamental drivers. You know, adoption. Uh, you know, progress on smart contracts, Bitcoin ETF progress. You know, the the the, the focus on regulation and how uh, you know you, you saw. U- US leaders, you know, making progress and trying to um create task force to provide more protections for consumers that foster growth long term. Uh, none of that matters right now. It's it's all it's all about um what what is happening with with the uh, the bond market to be honest. And 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 there is just complete um, uh, nervousness right now in in crypto in the cryptoverse because when you consider what happened with Bitcoin in in 2021, that was the key, the big year where Bitcoin made its breakthrough for the institutional world. Um, a lot of these um, big boy players uh, and girl players, uh, they they got in around the 30 to 40 thousand dollar level. And what happens is, um, and, and when they place their large bets, uh, they're they're not they're not scalping. They're, you know, they, they're pretty much locked in for, um, uh, major moves. Um, given the current market environment, um, some of them are slightly profitable. Some of them might be down a little bit, you know, Bitcoin's at 36,000 right now. Um, if, if you see Bitcoin, you know, falling to 33,000, that could, could really trigger some just uh nervous um um just panic selling um for bitcoin and if if you if you break 30,000 uh the the flash crash scenarios will 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 emerge so i think that um there's there's a a lot of jitters <laughs> in the crypto space because you have two too too many you know massive investors that you know if they all decide to sell at the same time you could see you know uh, uh, just a, a historic crash so um i think the the crypto markets are still you know long-term bullish um but i think you you, you need to you know um be prepared for enhanced volatility over these next, you know, few months. Um, but, but right now, um, you know, the, you know, if the bond market sell-off continues, uh, that's going to continue to weigh on, on, on Bitcoin. And, and this is, this is, um, a very nervous time for a lot of crypto traders. And, uh, you'll, you'll probably see that, um, you know, continue to also drag on all the other altcoins.
1: Very interesting. It's been a busy old week, hasn't it? We've had those uh, big rate decisions coming on both sides of the Atlantic uh, from the Fed and the Bank of England. You've already talked about uh, today's non-farm payroll numbers, which were better than expected, and the crypto crash. But what is to come over the next week or so? What do you think we should look out for?
0: I think the, the, the main event for for um, people in the U.S. is going to be that CPI report. Uh, uh, Wednesday, uh, they're, they're, I think you're probably going to see that uh, traders are going to wait to see will the April inflation report, you know, show that yes, the peak of inflation has been put in place. Uh, you know, the month-on-month reading expected to to go from 1.2% to 0.2%. Uh, the annual reading to go from 8.5 to 8.1. So we're looking for you know you know major declines here with inflation. Um, that's going to be uh, the 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 key economic reading the next day. You know, you get PPI, so the producer prices, which is, you know, typically um, um, they if they complement each other, then it just you know it just reaffirms you know the, the market's beliefs. But uh, you know, both both uh, forecasts kind of are, are expected to tell a similar story of easing pricing pressures. Um, also for for the U.S. Um, on Friday, which I, I think is going to be um, very important as well, um, the University of Michigan uh, consumer sentiment readings. It's the preliminary readings for May. Uh, sentiment has been falling off a cliff and uh, it's supposed to weaken again. Uh, current conditions are exposed to start to show signs of stabilizing expectations to possibly too. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to see. And also we get our, uh, they, they provide their um, one year and five year inflation outlooks as well. So that's always important to watch. Um, and some Fed folk also follow those inflation forecasts as well. Um, uh, for for Europe, I think there's a couple of major economic releases. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, uh, Germany has the ZEW expectation survey, which is supposed to show, once again, more weakness further into contraction territory. Um, uh, UK has first quarter GDP. Um, supposed to, to soften as well um, Friday we'll have a euro uh, area industrial production and also Russian CPI which obviously um, everyone continues to expect pricing pressures to go up for Russia uh, so it's it's a it's a very very busy week I think the the, the focus for a lot of traders too, will, will, will remain on the, the war in Ukraine and, and how that escalates um, for for Asia. There will be a focus on China's uh, credit data, export data, and, and just seeing how the lockdowns are impacting that. Um, you know, we also have the, um, you know, inflation data from for China as well. Um, that um, expected uh, year over year to actually increase. Uh, PPI is expected to decrease, um, but uh, it's definitely a, a busy week. Um, um, Fed speak will. There's just too many fed speakers um i think a lot of them will somewhat may push back on what fed chair Powell said um but i, I think in the in the end um you'll, you'll probably see um more of a focus on the economic data and uh what is happening abroad with uh, the 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 situation in, in ukraine um will dictate more with um what happens with inflation so um a, a busy week again and uh i i think that uh You'll probably see lots of key technical levels be focused on, though, for, for equities. You know, we're, S&P 500 is at 4,100 right now. Uh, 4,000 is, is a, a key one to watch. You know, Bitcoin at 36,000, 33 breaks. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, so lots of um, key technical levels. And um, hopefully we're not having to talk about circuit breakers next week.
1: OK, Ed, have a very good weekend and we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. You too.
0: This is the Oanda Podcast.